Chapter 19. The Danger of True Things. That's Greg. That's Greg Lestrade. Mary doesn't know who I mean. I point him out to her. He's the one right in the middle. He's the one who's going to speak. He's hovering near the microphone. It's obvious. There. Which one? There, the... Pointing doesn't really help. The telly isn't that big. The one in the blue jacket, reaching for the... Yeah, that's him. That's Lestrade. D.I. Lestrade. She nods. Oh, right. I see. But she doesn't. She doesn't see it all. She takes a sip of her tea and curls her toes against my thighs. She'd rather we were watching something else, I know. But she won't say so. She knows this is important. It's about Sherlock. My friend. It's important to me. She understands that. She's listened to me go on about it since dinner and hasn't complained. She hasn't tried to stop me or change the subject. She even asked me some questions. She wanted to know about this Moriarty character. She asked if I ever met him. How is it that I'm living with someone who doesn't know that Moriarty strapped a bomb to my chest? How does that even happen? Maybe I've been sleepwalking for the last three years, and I'm only waking up now that Moriarty's dead. Greg looks out at the press and stares out at us, and it's like I've caught his eye, sitting here on Mary's sofa, watching Mary's telly. But I know I haven't. It's just the evening news. But I feel like he's about to recognize me, even through the screen, and call me over. John, where's Sherlock? Give us a hand, would you? That's Greg. Yeah, I know him. I feel compelled to say it out loud. He's on the telly right there in front of a sea of cameras, and I know him. This isn't live footage, obviously. There's some weak sunlight coming through the window behind him. But the sun went down hours ago. It's dark outside. It's raining. Of course it's not live. They don't do press conferences for the evening news hour. It's probably some video from far too early this morning, just after the papers came out, cracked on. Where was I then? I was in the kitchen, thinking nothing strange had gone on in the night other than a weird phone call. It must have been an exciting night. Swarms of special forces, watching monitors and tracking every move and every bit of heat in the night. Waiting for the critical moment, pulling the trigger. I remember that feeling, holding your breath, waiting, ready to strike. And last night I was dead to the world, sleeping next to Mary, probably snoring, probably dribbling. It didn't used to be this way. There was a time when I would have known everything Lestrade would say before they even called the press conference. Footage on the news at night would never have surprised me. We rarely even watched, unless it was to mock them. By evening, it was all old news. We'd be on to the next thing by the evening if we were lucky. The press conference was how stories end, generally, not how they begin. There's rarely a press conference in the thick of it. I'd get a beer from the fridge, sit down on a different sofa, and watch them stumble through the details on the telly. And Sherlock would scan the website for anything new, scratch at the patch on his arm, pin things to the walls, mumble to himself. That's another lifetime. It feels like it might have been someone else's life. I've turned it all to fiction. Well, not all of it. Not quite all of it. This press conference has probably been on repeat all day, with newsreaders talking over it. Greg looks a little dazed, frankly. He's probably been up all night. When did it happen? How? They won't go into details, not the interesting ones, not in front of the press. They won't say who pulled the trigger. They won't show photographs of the body. I already know that. Still, I'm waiting to see it. I'm like an idiot. What's he going to say? 
He's squinting down at some paper. The camera's panning all over the place. Stay still. Stop mucking around, for God's sake. Let me watch. Let me see his face. Christ, the incessant yapping of that woman in the pink suit is layered over the whole thing. Her stiff-looking blonde hair is cluttering up the screen. Can't we mute her? Is there a button for that? Shut it, lady. Let me hear what's going on. Greg is talking to someone behind him. What's he doing? Who is that? It's some man I don't recognize. He's leaning down to whisper something. The Mets got a new PR. Did Sally move on? Get sacked? Give up? Who knows? I've never seen this one before. Well, it's been three years now, nearly three years. Things change. People move on. New hires, growing departments, that sort of thing. Expansions. He's wearing a nicer suit than Greg wears. Is that a faux pas? What can we deduce from the state of their suits? I don't know. Nothing. Maybe he's gay. Maybe he's rich. Maybe he's got a girlfriend with a good eye and an interest in men's fashion. Or a boyfriend who picks out his ties. Who knows? No rings on his fingers. That doesn't mean anything. That's a lot of paper he's got handing it to Greg. That's notes, isn't it? A script or something. They're referring to it. Why have they got a script? Greg doesn't usually need that much guidance. He's reading over it now. They're being careful. Why? Do you? Do I what? Oh, no, Greg. Of course I do. Mary shifts on the sofa beside me. She rests her hand on my knee for a minute. I've never seen him before. That's meant to be a cutting remark, but it's wrapped in the most innocent silk. She does that. And you can't accuse her of anything because there's nothing there to point at. She didn't mean anything by it, that's what she'll say. She's just noticing something. She's just remarking. She was only saying something objectively true. She's never seen Greg before. He's never dropped by. He's never invited me out for a pint. He's never called. We've never had dinner with him and his lovely wife. That's all true, therefore. I'm probably lying about knowing him. Or I've met him once or twice and I'm making myself seem more important than I actually am. I'm just a writer. I watched an old flatmate do his job for a few months. I got inspired and now I fancy myself some kind of bodyguard or junior detective. The police don't consult amateurs, and I am definitely that. Maybe I met the D.I. once at a crime scene. But he wouldn't remember me, would he, Mary? That's what you mean, isn't it? That's what you imagine. Sherlock was a fraud, and so am I. Even now, even now, when they're holding a press conference to announce the truth that Sherlock wasn't a fraud, as I've been saying all along, you still don't believe it. Believe me. He'll always be a fraud to you, because you've only ever seen him as fictional because I present him that way. It's my fault, really. Not hers. She's just asking. That's what she'll say if I tell her she's upsetting me. I was only asking. That time, once, near the beginning, after she skimmed over my blog and read my manuscripts, she had a glass of wine in her hand. She looked so beautiful. I thought, looking at her, I thought I might marry her. She was wearing my t-shirt, and it was tucked over her knees, I could marry her. The polish on her toenails were chipped off, and I thought it was charming. And then she said, You had a crush on him, didn't you? She smiled. She sipped her wine. I felt stripped naked, humiliated. I don't know why. She was joking. She was teasing me. What does it matter? I, I could have admitted it then, but I didn't. I just laughed. I said something stupid. I'm not gay. We're not a couple. No, no. He was my flatmate. It wasn't like that. Things I used to say to people who made assumptions. They were rusty, those words. I hadn't used them in ages. I don't think they were even very convincing, but she seemed convinced. 
She was only asking. I could marry her. I could. But I'd never tell her about that, because she wouldn't understand. There's an incredible loneliness in keeping secrets. I always thought loneliness was being alone too much, but it's not. It's really not. It's knowing there's no one left in the world who will understand. Even as you share a bed with someone you love. Love isn't understanding in the end. There's no point in saying anything. I'm probably making too much of this. She doesn't think these things about me. She doesn't. She doesn't mean it the way it sounds. She doesn't mean anything by it at all. It's just that sometimes it feels like she doesn't believe me. That's annoying. I write about true crimes, things that actually happen, only fictionalized enough to protect the innocent, to protect him and me. Does she think I make things up out of nothing? She knows I don't. I don't. I know a bit about how Scotland Yard works only from first-hand experience. I've been there. I've worked with them. I've been invited to crime scenes no one else can get near. I've sat in Greg's office. I've been there when new evidence comes in. They know me. I know them. Well, I knew them. I used to have a pint with Greg once in a while. He's a good bloke, really. He is. His personal life is a bit of a mess, but what can you do? I guess I can't talk. Maybe he's divorced, finally. Maybe he's remarried by now. Christ, it's been long enough, that could be. Who knows? I haven't spoken to him in all this time. That's terrible, actually. That's awful. Why didn't I call him? Well, I know why. I couldn't. I didn't want to. I was in a bad way. I couldn't manage it. Sherlock's body would have been in the room with us the whole time if we talked. I wouldn't have been able to bear it. Probably he wouldn't have either. Greg saved him, really. More than I ever did. Saved him from himself. I wonder how that happened the first time. How did Greg manage to break all the rules and bring Sherlock along to a crime scene? The look on everyone's faces. Must have been priceless. I never heard that story. Neither of them ever told me. I should have asked. I thought they were going to sack him, frankly. Apparently not. He's still there. He's running the press conference from the looks of it. Well, maybe the PR guy is. But Greg's doing all the talking. It's his case. The death of James Moriarty, Lestrade's case. That seems fitting. I should have called him. We could have met at the pub. Maybe had a lunch once in a while. I could have complained about Mary not understanding me. No, that's not fair. I need to stop that. She's doing her best. Crime fiction isn't her thing, let alone crime scenes, let alone detectives, consulting or otherwise. I'm not a detective. I'm just a writer. We could have had dinner with him and his wife, or his new wife, whatever. Was he a friend of Sherlock's? That's how Mary sees the world, as if Sherlock were a normal man with friends. Everything becomes simplified when I explain it to her, simplified in ways it never was. Was Greg a friend of Sherlock's? Yes, I suppose he was, in a manner of speaking. But that's not the point. That's not the important part of this. Greg trusted Sherlock's instincts, and therefore he trusted me. We both saw Sherlock for what he was, he and I, a human being underneath it all, in spite of all the evidence to the contrary. We were united in supporting him, that's what it was. We were comrades in arms above all else. Was he a friend of Sherlock's, and therefore merely a proxy acquaintance for me? It still feels like a slight. But it's true. That's the danger of true things. Their truth obscures the fact that they don't tell you even half the story.
But I'm the one who called him by his name, after all. I'm the one who knew his name. I'm the one who went out for pints with him, not Sherlock. Yeah, I say. I suppose so. Greg looks up, and the woman in the blonde hair is back on screen again. She's talking again instead of letting me hear him. I'm going to take a shower, Mary says. She leans over and kisses me on the cheek. You all right? I'm fine. I still want to learn how to mute newsreaders. If they haven't got a button for it, they should invent one. She gets up. She walks into the loo. I wonder if I've still got Greg's number on my phone. I've had to get a new one in the last three years. I might not still have it. He might have changed it. Who knows? Well, there it is. I didn't use his first name, just his last name. Lestrade in caps. Mary switches on the shower. Press the button. It's not that late, is it? Barely ten. Not too late. I wonder if he's remarried. Someone nice, I hope. He should be with someone nice. Hello? That's him. That's definitely him. Wow. A rush of memories. A million phone calls, questions, the sound of his concern as he peers down to the cab at us. At Sherlock. His head in my lap that one time. My hand resting on his thin shoulder and Greg looking down at him, perplexed. I wonder if he guessed it then. If he knew. He never made assumptions. He never suggested it. But I bet he thought it. Everybody did, at one point or another. Everybody did. Greg, hi. It's, uh, it's John. John Watson. John, how are you? I was wondering if I might hear from you today. Are you all right? Yeah. Am I? Am I all right? I keep saying I am, but I, I don't know. If I say it enough times, I'm sure it'll be true. You? Well, it's been quite a day, as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm just watching you in the news. So he's dead. I want to make that a question, but that seems rude. Yes, he's dead. I want to see it. I want to see his blood. I want proof. That's what they say. That's an odd thing for him to say, isn't it? You aren't there. Greg didn't kill him then, presumably. You didn't pull the trigger, Greg? I would have wanted it to be you, not anyone else. If not me, you. To be honest, no. I didn't see a thing. I didn't even know it was coming. I've been trying to track him down and having no luck at all. Every bit of a lead was a dead end years ago, John. And then I got this phone call in the middle of the night, and they brought me all the details. M15, I think, but you didn't hear it from me. Reams of paper. I didn't even have clearance to see the body. A bullet to the head, that's what the paperwork says. It wasn't me, John. It's not really my case. But they brought it to me as a present as though it was. They don't want credit for this one, for whatever reason. Oh. So it wasn't him? Is this a lie? All of it? M15. Must be Mycroft, then. Must be. Is he actually dead? Or is this all a giant ruse, part of some large game of human chess? That's what Mycroft does, isn't it? Move human pieces about, check someone, maybe Moriarty, maybe someone else. That's... Yeah, he says. He sounds exhausted. Yeah, I know. Seems unbelievable, doesn't it? Three years later. I'm pretty confident it's true, though, John. You should know that. He's dead. He is. Molly got to see the body very early this morning. She confirmed the time of death. I believe her. He was shot in the head, John. He's gone. It's over. Molly? 
Molly has clearance to see something D.R. Lestrade doesn't. She was pretty shaken up, Greg says. She went out with him for a while, you know. Yeah, I know that. They went out twice. It's hardly a while. Sherlock thought he was gay. And now they're both gone. You all right? People keep asking me that. Yeah, I tell him. Yeah, how are you, Greg? I'm sorry I haven't called. I was tempted to call you myself a few times, he says. See, I really do know him, Mary. I wasn't sure you'd appreciate that, though. The reminder. I read the stories in the Strand, though. They're great. Everybody at the yard loves them. That's kind. Do they remember us fondly, then? I hear you got a book coming out. Is that right? Yeah, next week. Perfect timing. It is, isn't it? He huffs into the phone. We're both thinking the same thing. I know we are. And we both know enough not to say it. The timing is a bit too perfect. Nobody. Just a stack of paper. What's going on? Who killed Moriarty? What does this have to do with me? You up for a pint sometime? That's the right question. We can't talk about this on the phone. Who knows who's listening? Good thinking, Greg. Sure, yeah. The shower switches off. The newsreader is talking again. Yeah, that sounds great. 